another edition of Mr. Nice Guy. I'm Ben Slowey, and I'm joined uh, this evening by uh, uh, artist, uh, DIY enthusiast. Um, he plays under a project called Shame Wave. Uh, it's shoegaze. Uh, he his latest uh, EP is called Heaven. It dropped in early February, and he's got new merch available uh, that you can find on. Uh, banking. Oh, we got a we got a kitty in the house. Um, that's a big ass kitty, dude. Holy shit. Dude. Yeah, Norman's a unit. That's for sure. Is it Norman? Norman, yeah. <laughs> my boy. Shout out to my boy Norman over here. Shout out to Norman. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Love He's that. Well, yeah. So uh, I'm excited to talk to him about his passions, artistry, and well, what why he does what he does. Uh, thank you very much, Cody Ratley, for joining me today. Thanks for having me. Been looking forward to this for a while. Same here, man. I, I You're one of those dudes I feel like I already know, but like, because we just have like talked in the internet plenty of times, but yeah, this is our first time really like having a real chat. So um, yeah, man, glad to have you here. How are you? How was your day? It was good. Rather productive. I woke up... Uh... We set up a little late last night with some friends playing uh, Fallout Monopoly, hmm, fun. Um, having some beers and smoking and just hanging out. And we didn't finish it, but we ended at about 2 a.m. and woke up, took my friend home, then uh, cleaned the house, made some breakfast, got, a, got my car clean, got a car wash. And then we actually drove to Cedarburg and picked up like a new living room set. So just got done with that. Right on, man. Nice. Uh... I like your uh, yellow drapery. Uh, it's a nice, yeah, it's, nice touch. Yeah. It's like the windows back there. So keeps the light out. Oh, yeah. Sure. Cool. Uh, I call it yellow hell. Yeah. <laughs> Sometimes I'll trap myself in here when I need to get a project done or something. I like it. It's, um, I feel like it's kind of hard to like stay sad in like a yellow room. I don't know. Like, that's cause a good point, like, too. Because it's just so like bright, you know? So. Yeah, hmm. that makes sense. And I can back that, but I never thought about that. Yeah. So. Yeah, man. Uh, yeah, I just got back from a uh, rally downtown, did a anti-police uh, violence uh, march down. Did you go to the police station? We walked past it, yeah. Uh, we got to scream fuck 12 and it's very empowering doing that these days. Yeah. Did you stop in front of it and like chant at them for a little bit? <clears throat> um. We didn't stop, uh, but you know how like downtown, like the police station has also has that like safety building next to it. And then there's like the courthouse, like it's all kind of clustered together. Yeah. Um, it's a lot. to. It's like a pretty big, like, uh, like space to walk past. So they definitely like heard us enough. Yeah, like, for sure. But yeah, but you know, believe me, this past year, we have stood outside the station and screamed that shit plenty of times. Yeah. Already. So um, I had happened to be at that March where the off-duty police officer and his wife like threw a punch and really? like threw it also threw a drink at a protester or two. Wow. Um, and that was right before we got to the police station. And actually, I was with uh, Josh Elke from like Versiokers. Amazing band, cannot wait. Shout out to Versio Kurz, baby. This just came in the mail. Awesome. This just came in the mail yesterday. Fuck yeah, that's incredible. 
Um, but Josh and I were playing like someone showed up with drums and like we did a drum line. Mm, cool. Like a marching band style. And that awesome. was a year ago. Time flies. That's wonderful cool. that, um, you know, when people, I love when people bring like instruments and uh, bring a musical aspect to the marches and the chants. Um, you know, the People's Revolution have been doing that. Like they have whole songs that they do together, like uh, in their day-to-day -day rallies and uh, very inspiring. Um, but fuck that cop though. Yeah, for uh, sure. Yeah, what a fucking jackass. Um, so anyway, uh, yeah, it's been a good day. It's been, I'm glad, uh, I'm excited yeah. to kick back and uh, chat, uh, talk a little bit about talk about some music so uh cody what we talked about a mr nice guy we talk love and fear passion and creativity and so we um so, you know we've been connected on social media for a while yeah i i did start really getting to hear your music though in the last year uh we we started featuring your releases on breaking and entering and uh um we covered heaven when it came out and i actually bought one of your shirts um, yeah which uh, is very comfy. Uh, it's a cozy old long sleeve. Yeah, you got the white long sleeve, right? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I made, I made sure to, I printed those on Union Made uh, in America shirts. So they're just like, you know, there's like a standard to uphold when it comes to the Union stuff or whatever. Um, me being in a, in a Union as well. And I just chose to support that. And they're really nice, thick shirts. Yeah, yeah. It's a good spring shirt, but it's also a good sleep shirt. Um, so you, you drop them at the right time of year, I think. Hell yeah. That's what I try to do. So like shorts and stuff coming at some point and just like t finally t-shirts because I've never made t-shirts yet. So yeah. And I liked your music a lot. So um, from what from what you have out. So like, yeah, I thanks man. Love, I love getting to wear the music I like. So Oh yeah, uh, yeah, man. So before we talk about everything that um, you're up to now, uh, let's take it back a little bit. So, Cody, where are you originally from? So I was born in Illinois, lived there uh, with my mom. My dad was nearby until uh, I was like eight or nine. Moved to Kenosha, Wisconsin. Lived there till I was like eleven or twelve. Um, I've been drumming since like I was pretty much born since I was like two or three years old my dad got me on a drum set and then 10 years old in Kenosha I picked up the guitar also and then uh moved to like Racine County when I was like 12 or so and lived there for most of my life like 15 years kind of by the seven mile fair oh sure yeah yeah okay yeah whatever down in the kind of the country area of Racine and then just within the past like three years been in Milwaukee so you gradually made it more and more, more, more yeah <laughs> cool yeah i'm from illinois originally as well um <clears throat> yeah um so you said you, so you like grew up with playing music like it was it was part of your essence from an early from an early age yeah i remember being like a kid in my mom's condo in like crystal lake illinois and singing out loud like despite all my rage i'm still just a rat in a cage like smashing pumpkins yeah yeah and that was like what i loved as a kid oh yeah dude right on um yeah what what uh yeah 
what else did you like grow up listening to like what what really influenced you musically um as like a young kid I just very much so remember like raging as a machine being in the car with my dad and like he would like have it on the radio and he'd have to go in for the gas station and it'd be like fuck you I won't do what you tell me and he'd be like do you want me to leave it on and I'd be like yeah and then um uh Limp Bizkit, Linkin Park, like all that new metal style stuff. And then my first CD ever was Kid Rock, American Badass. <laughs> cool. Cool. With like it had the the middle finger on the CD. Yeah. Yeah. That was one of my first ones. <laughs> so. yeah. yeah, man. Um and then 80s music. My mom always loved 80s, like new wave and stuff. So like that's always ingrained in my brain. For sure. Yeah. And uh, growing up in the early 2000s was a hell of a time. Yeah, it sure was. Yeah. Um, so, so okay. Uh, tell me about, like, what your first, like, uh, bands were. Uh, like, when okay. did you start kind of, like, you know, getting into music scenes and playing with others? So, like, I honestly operated solo for so many years, and I just, like, found music around as a kid and then like I, I somehow met like a couple of friends who music around and like Sahan and like a friend Dominic and they I was like asking questions like how do I start recording myself and they'd be like here's a four track tape machine like you should learn how to use this and I I got it as a kid and I started learning that um, probably like 13 years old started recording myself and it wasn't until like early high school like 15 where I started jamming with people mm -hmm. still not playing shows but like forming like smaller bands and like writing songs as practice I guess and then uh, then I got into a band called I played a couple of shows with like some smaller bands and then I got into a band called A Place for the End um, with like David Tarantino mm -hmm. and uh, we like practiced for a whole year before we played a show and then we just started ripping shows and we were like a really well put together like metal like death metal kind of breakdown band mm -hmm. and then we ended up changing our name to Deadweight. and then from there i went to a band called villains and then i went i was also like affiliated with kingmaker oh sure okay that band and i also like recorded sworn in a fair amount of times cool i'm just like uh, affiliated with like the metal scene Dope. Pretty much. Yeah. Oh, yeah, man. Uh, well, there seems to be a uh, tightly knit and sharp metal scene ar around here from what I've seen. I feel like I haven't seen it in a long time, and it just feels like it doesn't exist. But maybe it's because I'm not paying attention to it anymore. Um, I still do from time to time record like hardcore and metal bands, mostly metal bands or sorry, mostly hardcore bands and not metal bands. Yeah. But um, I totally you know missed the indie scene coming up like in the metal scene i had no idea about the indie scene and i just like i guess wasn't willing to be a part of it or like listen to the music even yeah i like uh i'm sure you know like american bandit <clears throat> yeah like nick nick heath yeah yeah that bands that, that band kicks ass after our animals they kick ass too i recorded uh, a lot of their i recorded all of their early material oh dope yeah those guys are they're massive dude i uh i really um i've really enjoyed hearing what they've been doing in the last year uh as they've and they got back. some good they got good traction going too right now yeah 
yeah, they're definitely yeah. getting good plays up. Yeah, dude. Um, so, so you said that like, uh, so you were in like Racine and Kenosha for a while. Um, did you go to high school in, in Racine or? Yeah, I went to Union Grove High School in Racine. It's kind of like an offbeat high school from what you would think would be in Racine. It's very like small, like thousand kids at the high school, very like hick and white school. Yeah. Um, and like last day of school, everybody would like drive their tractors to school. Sounds about right. Yeah. yeah. And I'm like, I was like wearing like hand sewn custom skinny jeans because like I couldn't find skinny jeans. Yeah. Maybe. Yeah. We- We'd be into shenanigans, and I was always in band all through high school. Yeah, we did a we did a uh, a care a car caravan last weekend in Kenosha, and uh, they did not really take kindly to a lot of people. Did not take kindly to what we were doing. Um, okay, it's another world. It's it's like a dumping ground for reactionaries down there. <laughs> like yeah, there's, there's definitely some there's some dope folks down there too. That it's are, it's definitely clashing yeah oh yeah yeah that's yeah you went down for the because the officer who who killed jacob blake got off we were actually there gathering outside of the kenosha detention center it was like an ice protest sort of thing good cool Uh, yeah so you've been in milwaukee the last couple years um tell me about uh so what what brought you up here um so i've always been like coming to the city like living in racine it's only like it's very northern Racine where I was so it was only 20 minutes from the city and uh you know every everything that is happening is happening in this city or you know another city Madison um and Milwaukee's obviously the closest and I just wanted to start being more involved because I felt like I was finally coming to a point with my own music and my own goals that I could start to build something here and start to execute it basically as good as reason as any uh, yeah that's also my parents uh i lived with my parents and they were moving to florida and they're like all right like we got to get you moved out before we move out so like you got to find your own place if we're frustrated about uh the, the political climate of uh racine and kenosha probably not gonna like florida too much either <laughs> dude florida man goes crazy <laughs> yeah 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 they say America is the melting pot of the world and I would consider Florida the melting pot of America. So that like, take that for what you will, I guess. That's yeah. <laughs> That's hilarious, dude. Yeah. Actually my, um, one of my friends is a DJ who lives down there and he actually goes by Florida, man. So, <laughs> okay. Yeah. That's, so that's spot getting, on. Yeah. So now you're getting a little bit more insight into Florida, man. Yeah. 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 So, Cody, tell me about how Shamewave came to be. Like, how did you, so what did you envision for the project when you started it? Um, I didn't really envision anything when I started. I started writing songs in 2014 because I had just gotten off a tour with Villains and uh, they were about to change their name to Youth Forever because of like a cease and desist. And I was practicing the drums for recording the next album. And it was just like, like two full years of straight touring. And then I was working at my job in between tours and I got caught with like two pounds of weed I stole out of the mail. And uh, so I got a felony from that and I kind of had to quit the band, lay low for a while. And I started 
an apprenticeship doing like heating and cooling HVAC stuff. And then at the same time I was writing, I took like a summer off when I got my felony and just like, was like in this like growth period, like getting my life together and just started writing songs. And like over time, just like accrued songs and like sort of developed this songwriting style coming from like a previous metal style. And I had been like listening to cooler things growing up, but like never truly got into like the music that I'm into now until that point uh, meeting like certain friends that I have now, like we just had uh, Nikki move in. He was the vocalist of Township. Okay, cool. And uh, he's part of Shamewave now too, but Nikki really like steered me in a cool direction for listening to music. Um, just like getting me into cool things that I'm into now. And it took a really long time to write that first release. I mean, it actually, it's like a lazy process. Like I'd write a couple songs a year, I guess, and like write other stuff too, but it all kind of came together in 2018 when I had all the songs written and I was like, all right, I'm going to sit down, compile them together and then re-record it as a full thing. And then that took like, took a while. I dragged my feet on it, but put it out right at the beginning of the pandemic. And here we are now. Still here. <laughs> still here, still rocking, still writing the hits. I just right. want to say thanks to all my haters. <laughs> you only write deep cuts. Yeah, only deep cuts. Um, no hits allowed. No hooks. <laughs> no choruses. No, right. There's no in between. Where did the name Shamewave come from? The name Shamewave actually came from a Tumblr account that was named Shamewave. And I loved his content or their content. And they would post this crazy, like, vaporwave style, like, very surrealist art. And it's not up there anymore. I really wish it was. But um, I, like, developed a friendship with this person. Uh, they were from Minneapolis or, like, Minnesota somewhere. And I, I asked them, like, can I use your name, uh, like, this name Shamewave if I start making music? And they were like, yeah, that'd be awesome. So I, I almost didn't name it Shamewave right at the end. I was going to name it Grinner, but then I, you know, just flipped it back. Nice. And I can't get a hold of this person anymore. I really wish I could Damn. Well, to show them the music. But yeah, I hope they're listening out there, whoever they are. So I'm going to uh, pull up your uh, Spotify here. And uh, I would love to hear a little bit about these releases. Um, so yeah, Grinner came out right, basically like the day before lockdown. Yeah, straight up. It came out on Friday the 13th, March 13th. Yeah. So tell me about like this collection of songs. So were these just kind of like your first, like the first like ready batch of songs that you wanted to like identify yourself by like right off the bat? Yeah, pretty much. Like I, I was like, I had been sitting on these songs for a while. The last song on Grinner on Fire was the first song I ever wrote for the project, unknowingly, you know, for the project. But um, and then, you know, One Thousand Worms and Letter Rip were kind of written later on and those didn't get really changed. They got re-recorded, but nothing really changed about them. And then Machine was written a little differently at first and I slowed it down. And then True is pretty much the same. That I wrote in like 2016, 20, uh, 2017. 
Tell me about I Feel It Too, the song that came out at the end of the summer. Yeah, so that was a cool experience. Um, Shamewave was launched on August 30th of 2019. Um, that's when I put out, I put out like a whole demo album. Actually, this was before Grinner. I put out a whole demo album of 19 songs on Spotify, Bandcamp, whatever. And uh, just like, was like, here we are, like we're out in the world. And then um, the band was just a two piece at the time, just like drums and me. And I had like a whole computer, like backing rig to make it sound fucking huge live. Um, and it was so loud. It was incredible. But um, we, pl we played like three shows like that um, before releasing Grinner. That song came out on uh, August 30th on the one year anniversary of the band. And I actually recorded it that day in the, in the morning in the practice space. And I had been kind of sitting on that riff for a little while and I uh, just hammered it out and I put it on Bandcamp. And then like a week later, it came up on Spotify. I really love the cover art to that song. That's Norman on the cover. Oh, cute. He's gone. But um, yeah, it's Norman superimposed over clouds. Oh, wow. I didn't even notice. The, <laughs> I didn't even notice the cat. Like, that, that, that's a cat eye. I was like, what the hell is that? Yeah. I don't, I don't, it almost looks like an avocado. <laughs> but well, it, I'm okay. going to pull it up, too. And I thought it would just fit really well with the sound with the clouds. And then thinking back like there's actually a lot of shoegaze bands and releases that use like cats as their album covers sure no which i found i was like oh i guess that fits then yeah, cats seem like a real shoegaze uh entity don't they no doubt i would i would 100 percent agree yeah you dropped a christmas song as well just like christmas yep christmas cover of uh the band low I do love Low. It's a great band. Yeah. I was actually just talking about them. But we were talking, I was in the car earlier with one of my friends and uh, we were talking about like slow core. And how oh, for sure. Good it is. And uh, Low is a great, great band in that realm. They really are. And then, of course, Heaven, uh, the new EP that came out in February. Um, is that you on the cover? That's me. Yep. That's me as a baby with my, uh, my aunt. Beth. And this one, it, it has a cover on it as well, right? Heaven Tonight is a cover of Cheap Trick. It's a Cheap That's Trick it. song. Yeah. yeah. But the first, and, the first and last song are originals. Dope. Yeah, okay. I remember reading about that on Bandcamp. Yeah, well, tell me about what, um, what your kind of like concept behind the EP was. So I just like had been, I've been just like pounding out songs all through quarantine. I've just been writing and writing and just writing for a full album and like kind of hesitant to release anything else but i feel like i was writing a couple things in a certain style that kind of all fit together and like i feel like i feel it too fit with that that thing too so maybe it could have been released as well under that as like a four song thing but it fits that style like the heaven style and then i also wanted to give a tribute to my deceased aunt beth who died babysitting uh, me when she was 16 years old um, and a, a man broke into the house and tried to like sexually assault her she fought back he stabbed her to death and lit the house on fire with a cigarette and I was saved by the neighbor Damn. from a burning house so that's like 
something that happened to me that I don't feel like sometimes it feels like I'm hearing about somebody else's story because I was so young. Like, I don't feel like I actually experienced that, but it happened to me nonetheless. So, and, uh, on the song on fire is also about that particular event kind of all ties together. Yeah, that's fucked up. Um, it's a heavy situation for sure. Yeah, man, I'm sorry to hear about. It. I mean, I'm obviously I'm very glad that you're that you were ended up okay. Yeah, I could have could have died that night. I was only like a year and six months old. Yeah, dude, that's it's fucking scary. Um, we you know, we write about it. That's right, well, that's, that's what I was gonna say. Is like you know the only, the best way to sort of um, to work through them and and you know reflect on them with your like in a way that like makes sense to you, like be to write, write music about it or make art about it. I mean, that's the best way to respond. Yeah. I feel like it's like one of the only healthy coping things to do about it. Exactly. And just imagine I wouldn't have to cope if nobody ever told me that story about myself. Could you imagine that? It'd be so strange. Yeah. Yeah. That's actually, yeah, that, that, that in, in of itself is, like so fucking bewildering it's not like you're you know this conscious like fully cortex developed uh sentient being at 16 months old so yeah uh, you're you're at the mercy of uh your dependence yeah um well that that all said um what are you working on now what's next uh so i got a split coming out with a band called Bleached Cross. It's actually all the members of Frail Body. Okay. Um, a Death Wish band. Um, cool. They write Scrams music. It's super cool. Nice. It's so emotional. Um, but it's those guys with two other dudes, uh, five piece, and they're like, um, it's like synth. It's like heavy, distorted, like synth music. Uh, kind of like New Ordery, but. You said you're very inspired by 80s music, so it's right up your alley. Yeah, so Shame Wave's doing two songs. They're doing two songs. I recorded them back in January, and I just, like, have been going through so many busy life moments in my apprenticeship, which takes up a lot of my time. Um, I'm almost done with my apprenticeship, so I've been doing a lot of testing. So now that's done, as of yesterday, I finished my testing. Hmm. And uh, I'm going to be finishing this split. And then I got like 10 to 12 songs for the full length. So we're going to be practicing. We're going to do like a live stream thing. The band's getting together. Um, so things are looking good. I just got my second Pfizer vaccination on Friday. So dope. I got mine on Thursday. Oh, yeah. Fuck. We talked about that. Yeah. Fucking took me out, man. <laughs> yeah. Yesterday I was wiped. The day after really sucks. Yeah me it was like because i got it right in the morning on thursday so it hit me worst like about 12 hours after uh i got a fever and chills i couldn't sleep but i'm good now and uh can't wait for shows again yeah i can't wait to breathe on all the homies and raw dog oxygen i know i can't (laughs) i can't (laughs) wait to go up to my homies and be like (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> yeah dude 
been enjoying the memes uh, about uh, like when we all get vaccinated. So, yeah. Um, oh yeah, man. Uh, well, I appreciate you coming on to the show today to talk about shame wave and um, the things you're influenced by and uh, responding to uh, harsh circumstances in the best way uh, being uh, through a creative outlet so that's great dude uh i yeah. can't wait to get a beer sometime soon that'll, that'll That'd be, be good fun. yeah so cody on our way out i ask everyone the same two questions the first is what keeps you up at night what keeps me up at night is usually anime um nice. i'll like be obsessively working on a mix sometimes and then i'll put on my airpods after i like rendered the mix out on my computer and i'll sit in my bed and just listen to that song over and over and over and over again till i go fall asleep and then i wake up and like shit i didn't even set an alarm and i'm late for work oh shit fuck oh shit (laughs) oh yeah well the second question is what puts you to sleep oh man uh norman once again, big shout out to Norman. Shout out to Norman. Um, Cocktail Twins puts me to sleep most nights. Um, oh, man, I haven't listened to them in a while, but love that shit, man. I was actually, um, we were talking about uh, Slowcore earlier. Um, have you ever seen a Sparkle Horse? Oh, my God, have I ever. I love Sparkle Horse. Mark, rest in peace, Mark. Yeah, yeah dude yeah i was i was listening to them earlier today i think i'm gonna listen to a lot of slow core this week um, damn don't get yourself too down about it but <laughs> well it is sad music it is i i do love red house painters a lot um that's something i can't get into it's so slow <laughs> <laughs> it's yeah. so incredibly slow yeah i it's yeah it's um not always everyone's cup of tea but um it's uh, I like shit like that, though. You know, I love like dreary and dense soundscapes, you know, for sure. A lot of Godspeed, you black emperor. I haven't really listened to that band either. That's slower or like droney. They're, they're more. Yeah, they're more post rock. <clears throat> okay. Um, but very, very, very harshly anarchist, like left, very far left shit. Raw, uh, really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're like Canadian leftists. Interesting. Um, great stuff, man. We'll have to we'll we'll have to talk music more. Uh, cool. Let's do that. Thanks yeah, that much. sounds good. In the meantime, yeah, appreciate you being on the show, dude. This is fun. Yeah, thanks for having me. You bet. For everyone watching, I'll be tagging Shame Wave so you can check out his music. Uh, go go listen to Heaven. Uh, go get yourself a Shame Wave shirt. Cool. (laughs) (laughs) And thank you for watching, Mr. Nice Guy. We will see you next time. Have a nice night. Love you guys.